Jimmy Thompson is from flat-chat.com.au. He's our strata expert and uh, gathers here, you know, drops by every now and again when he feels like there's a pressing issue in the world of strata to be canvassed or when we feel like, you know what, I feel pent-up rage in the mm. apartments and the units of mm. this town, people mm. needing to get on to something, people needing to express uh, their chagrin about yep. a particular issue that might be going on in their in their particular block. So if you've got something you need to raise, um, you live in you live in Strata, you live in a flat, you live in an apartment, call now, one three hundred triple two seven oh two. Jimmy might be able to help you. It's something that's been going for a while, you're thinking of buying, it's a big issue, you've got a you know problem with the uh, with the owners committee and all that sort of stuff, give us a yell. One three hundred triple two seven oh two is our number. Since we've uh, been doing this uh, segment, Mr Thompson, mm. there are there are there are two things that happen you know, time and time again, mm-hmm. noise from upstairs. Yes, uh, about three smoking on the balcony, that yes. sort of thing. Smells on the yep, balcony, yep. and pets. Pets. Pets is the other perennial about what. What are the rules surrounding pets? Am I allowed to? Am I not allowed to? Can I ban them? Etc. Yes. What's happened? Something very significant has happened in this wonderful state of New South Wales. Um, the tribunal, the uh, New South Wales. Civil Administrative Tribunal, NCAT, as we call it, the aptly named NCAT, um, they have just started striking out no no pet bylaws. These are bylaws that say, we don't want pets in this building at all okay. under any circumstances. So previously, up until up until the new strata laws, I was able to put in a no pet bylaw. If, if the, everybody yep, agreed, yep, yep. you have a no pet bylaw and that would, that would yep. hold. Yes, and and then they they added this thing in the the new laws that said that bylaws could not be harsh or unconscionable. A word I was hoping to avoid saying on radio, right. but um, you said it perfectly well. Thank you. Um, they uh, so they so a couple of people have gone to NCAT and said we want to get a dog in our building, and and they've got this stupid bylaw, and we think it's harsh and unfair and and uh, unreasonable. And um, and in a couple of occasions, senior members of the tribunal have said, "Yeah, that's that, there's no room for negotiation there, so it's harsh." Right. So they're now pro cat, pro dog, pro dog, end <laughs> dog, end cat is pro cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the so the 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 changes in the last twelve months to our strata laws suggested yep. that you couldn't have this sort of ban. You couldn't ban pets. It was meant to be a negotiation. Is that right? Well, the the. The model bylaws, and and these are not set in stone. I mean, a, any building theoretically can have their own bylaws, right. um, but the the model bylaws presented two pet options. One of which was all you have to do is tell the committee we're getting a dog, right? Or, or the other one is you have to get their permission, which may not be unreasonably withheld. Right. So that if you said we are getting a a massive. We're going to breed mastiffs. Dog. Yeah, mastiffs in, in the second bedroom. We're breeding fighting right. dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be grounds to say no. But I'm getting a Shih Tzu. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure if Shih Tzu are. They might be one of the yappier dogs. See, this is where it gets well, really right. tricky. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Jack Russell, lovely little dogs, very territorial. Right. Every time somebody goes past the the door in the in mm. the hallway, they're going to be up at the door protecting you. But can they can they be breedist? Then as such, like as in there's certain breeds we allow because we understand. Like you've just said that about the Jack Russell. There'll be six people ringing out going, "No, not mine." You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, course, like yeah, all that sort yeah. of stuff. You know, yeah, 
yeah, and one of them will be my mother. So, yeah, right. um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you you can look. There've been so many surveys done on what dogs are suitable for apartment right. living. I mean, the big surprise literally is the Great Dane. It's a perfect. The, the greyhound as well, because it's, yeah. it basically just sleeps all day and it needs a bit of it needs yeah. to run after a rabbit for about a minute. Yeah. But like yeah. it, 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 that's really it. It needs about a twenty minute walk yeah. and it's fine, you know. So whereas really smart dogs like uh, border collies, yeah, yeah, terrible. You, the, the, you just move out, no, leave, leave be, them the keys. And it'll spend all day <laughs> rounding up the laundry basket. Yeah. So <laughs> very bad idea. So this is so NCAT, which is a tribunal to which I would go if I had a problem with my yep. strata bylaws, yep. right? Or they would go if they wanted you to get rid of your your pet cat or dog or whatever. Right. They, they would they would take you there to and yeah, say okay. so we're it's, fining it's, you. It's the mediator, and so it is. So the precedent has been set that they're saying, well, really, you can't have a bylaw that bans pets. Yeah. So that's, in effect, that's an end to bylaws that ban pets. Is that what you're saying? Until somebody who has bought into an apartment specifically because it had no pets, who has a very valid reason for not wanting to live uh, in the vicinity of animals, uh, goes to NCAT or goes to the Supreme Court and says, hang on, that may, and other buildings may be harsh on the people who want pets, but right. what about the people who really don't want pets? Mm, mm. Isn't that harsh on me? Yeah, and is there, but also I suppose, well, look, we've all agreed, you know, there's still five of us yep. who are opposed to having pets. You're the only one, like small blocks, hey? Yep. You're the only one, yep. so why do you get to win? And at the moment, that's what's unsettled right, in the law right. that, that uh, theoretically based on the reasoning from from NCAT mm. uh, as as presented as published mm. um, it's you know you could have a hundred hundred percent against pets and then mm. one person moves in and somebody moves in who wants to have a pet yeah. and the bylaw would be considered unreasonable. Yeah. Um, now, you might have had this experience. Perhaps this discussion's been going on, so feel free to jump on in, one three hundred triple two seven zero two. Or we have other issues to canvas as well. We'll stay with the pets for a moment, though. Catherine? Yes, hello. Yeah, what do you want to bring up? Yes, uh, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, yeah we can both hear yes, you. Hi there. Thank you, Jimmy, for all that you do advocating for the strata business. Um, dwellers, we have been living in a, um, owning an apartment and living there for 13 years in a high-rise complex in um, Waitara where there's just thousands of apartments and it has been absolutely delightful. So can I just say, perish the thought that all apartment living is abominable or tricky or anything that some people think is the ghetto yep. of the future. Yep. We have Christmas parties, we have a Facebook group. Cass, I'm sorry to move forward because you talk, tell me about the pet issue. The pet issue is um, our daughter has anxiety. She's six, and we um, we wanted her to have a pet, um, and we had talked to her as a psychologist about it because we knew that it would help with her anxiety, especially with starting school, etc. Our apartment has a bylaw that says no pets allowed. In fact, it actually is illegally saying unless they're a blind, a, a seeing animal, or a hearing dog. Yeah. Um, whereas we know that they can come in other forms as well to be assistance animals. Anyway, so after speaking to psychologists, doctors, vets, council, lawyers, we decided to proceed with buying a dog, a puppy, and have her registered as an assistance animal. Now, a lot of assistance animals have to pass a public access test so that they can not be distracted on trains, etc. We didn't want this. We just wanted a pet in the family. 
yeah. and to have her live a normal life, but obviously not come to restaurants mm. and things. Like did you have to? Did you go through NCAT or anything else to to make this happen, Catherine? No, we brought the dog. We sent a letter to the committee. We told them that we will have her trained as an assistance animal and registered. Um, they gave us a letter saying, "Where's your where's that documentation?" I said, "It's coming." Right. They said, "Here's your breach notice," and we named the people who met and who would take to have her registered as an assistance animal and um, as, as a home therapy assistance animal. Right. And now it's sort of an untouchable issue. We have her living with her. Yep. Um, we are not in, in breach under the Disability Discrimination Act. She can be with us. She can actually even go on right. a plane. Right. So okay. Okay, and so again, Catherine, I'm sorry to move before, but I do have some other issues to uh, to look at today. Have you? Uh, do you? Is there? Do you feel as though you're going to have to get this through the committee? Has the committee come back to you at all? They well, they did give us a brief when we had told them that the paperwork is in progress, but we haven't got it yet, and they actually did issue with us a brief, mm. um, which was a bit hurtful. However, um, then the paperwork came through, and we told them we didn't ask them. So we gave them the paperwork. They contacted the company to make sure that they're a bona fide company. Yep. And um, and they haven't been able to um, approach the subject or try and get... Yeah, I think... Okay. Thanks, Catherine. I think it's fair to say that you're probably okay now, especially with the publicity that's about to happen with all the pet bylaws things. But, you know, you've covered your bases anyway. I can't... They would have to be extremely vindictive. I can... Can I just say that... Issuing breach notices can be quite, as you said, hurtful, but that's a process. That's what you have to do. Yep. So. Catherine, thanks for that. Nice to hear from you this afternoon. one three hundred triple two seven zero two. We're talking uh, about strata living. Uh, Jimmy's brought up the issue of uh, pets and pet bans, so you might want to bring. You might have something else to uh, explore there, uh, or something to explore there, or any other issue whatsoever. Alan. Yes, James. What do you want to bring up? What is the? Is there a maximum increase in the strata levies that the committee can uh, approve, and uh, uh, without uh, you know what I'm saying, I suppose it's causing uh, undue hardship for a, a lot of people in the block. And uh, so they went up. How much did they go up in a year, Alan? Uh, it went up as a special. Uh, levy and now it's been introduced as ongoing. Uh, it went up about two hundred percent. Right. Ooh. Okay. Well, that's that's a lot. How's this meant to work, uh, Jimmy? Well, the the thing is that the committee can't raise the levies. It's only the owners' corporation. That's all the owners. Um, that's the theory of the law. The the in reality, in a small group where you have a lot of investor owners who are, don't turn up at meetings, then the committee. The committee can recommend this at the AGM that we're going to we're going to have this this levy or this levy increase, and unless the other owners have got themselves organised, um, then that will probably go through. So the the real answer to this is there is no limit because there couldn't be because you don't know what you're going to have to spend on your building at right. any given time. But I suppose that's there's I, I can understand that around say special levies we need a hundred thousand yep. to fix this particular yep. problem. But ongoing levies, is there no limit there? That can no. that can double in a year if they feel like it? What, what you need to do is have a look at the accounts every year and say, well, what is this money being spent on? And if the money is going to, you know, dodgy Dave's uh, strata consult- consultancy, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. uh, then then you think, well, who is this person? Why are we paying this money? What's, mm. what's going on here? And, and you can investigate 
But the owners really have to take control themselves. It's yep. you know, it's your building. You've got to take your responsibility. Alan, uh, will you be able to get organised? Perhaps have a look at that stuff. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, that because uh, a lot of people aren't interested, and you know, there's uh, the, the. I was just wondering about their ability to inflict hardship on other owners, uh, regardless of their 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 rights to do that. Um, it just seems a little bit out, uh, you know, because you can't really say anything because it's already been approved by the owners' corporation. Yeah. Well, there are opportunities within the law. If you feel that the committee members are acting uh, improperly, um, you can go to NCAT and ask for them to be removed or replaced by a statutory strata manager. Um, there are options you don't have to go along with. But, you know, the 200% increase in levies could be because the the levies weren't high enough to begin with. Mm. Um, the the owners corporation has a duty of care to the building. So whereas you may not want them to spend the money, they might not necessarily have the choice. Yeah. Having said that, they may have decided that they want to spend, you know, it might be people who've come in who've got money in the bank who think, let's do the building up, and the people who've been there already, I think, well, I didn't see that coming, uh-huh. and, and, and they're, they're the ones who suffer. Which can happen, is they can all just say, let's all put balconies on or something yep. like that. So yep. it depends exactly what it is. But, Alan, um, thanks for your question. I hope there's some, some advice and uh, direction there. Um, hello there, Rosalind. How can we help? Oh, hi. Yeah, uh, my question is about strata paying for a what is known as a view prune. Um, council has approved a, a pruning of trees and shrubs on their property. Uh, it's not on common property, and yet it's going to an EGM for strata to pay for the prune. So council has approved the prune of the trees. Yeah. yeah. The trees are where? They're on council property across the road. So who's so? Are you saying you should be paying for it? No, I'm saying Strata should not be paying for it. Right. Who's asking Strata to pay for it? Council. No, no, no. The the applicant, who's one of the unit owners, right, wants Strata to pay for it, um. and it's now going to an EGM. Right. Yeah. Okay. It sounds to me like at this EGM, somebody, possibly you, will be standing up and saying only one or two people are benefiting from this. It's not to the benefit of everybody in the building. Therefore, we should not pay. That effect, which, which has been attached to the EGM notice, mm. it's going to be a paper EGM, so we won't actually attend. Mm. Right. Uh, but but is that is. But allowable if Strata can pay for that mm. such a thing? You know, Strata has allowed a certain amount of dis- discretion in what it pays for, um, you know, w- within reason. If they're paying for things that are only to the benefit of a couple of people who, who may, for instance, be committee members, mm. then you'd be raising alarms about that and making complaints about that. But it could be that the committee thinks, well, pruning that tree is going to be it's going to help a lot of people in the building for whatever reason. Mm. I mean, it's like with well, the, everybody on that side, I guess. Well, you know, <laughs> if, they, if they plant a, a garden on one side of a building and, and the people on the other side don't even see it, should they have to contribute? But that's how, I would have thought there's a lot of stuff that falls into that sort of camp and that, yep. that we generally agree that those things are common property. Yeah. 
the fact that you don't directly benefit, there'll be something else for you, that'll happen for you yep. that that side doesn't directly benefit. It's part, yep. it's part of the acceptance yep. of It swings and roundabouts, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's the greater good. And, you know, that, that garden that you can't see because you're on the wrong side of the building, mm. but, you know, when somebody comes around and looks around the building to buy your flat, yeah. they might think, oh, there's a nice garden there. Well, that's, that's right, and it makes the whole place look nicer and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's an, an interesting area. Um, I suppose the fact that it's not on the property... That's weird then i'm not quite sure i i would send be saying well then it's council like it'll be pruned when it's necessary but if the council um, don't think it's necessary to prune it then it mm. should stay unpruned can i just say that um i'll be happily using what sounds like one of the most sydney of expressions a view prune for, <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my days That's yes. very good thank you Rosalind, for introducing the concept of view prune uh very very nice uh one three hundred triple two seven oh two is our number if you want to uh, join us then uh, jimmy thompson is here from flat au, and we're talking strata uh peter what's the issue Oh, yes. Look, I'll start for an opinion. Um, I have a unit um, uh, in a block of 24, and one of the owners have installed a full laundry on their balcony, uh, being washing machine, sink, and uh, dryer mounted to the wall. Right. At the front of the building, overlooking the street. Yeah. Now, I'm on the, I'm on the executive. Um, right. They've contacted the managers. The managers have written to them and asked them to remove it. The owner has responded with, they think that's unfair. Um, they're going to ask their solicitor to draft up a bylaw. Right. My question is, have you ever heard of anyone actually having exposed laundries on balconies and how much you know, leeway would, uh, would councils have in that regard? Mm. Well, um, have I heard of balconies with laundries on them? Yes, I've heard of people living on balconies. Um, basically, you're in a very strong position because the, the, the balcony and the wall of the balcony are both common property. So people can't do that without the bylaw that this solicitor is now drawing up. And uh, that would be very interesting to read that. It's the going fact to, that it's drawn up doesn't mean it passes. It means nothing. You know, like nothing. I could draw it up, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. And uh, 75% of owners voting at a meeting have to approve that bylaw. If you cannot get 75% of people voting at a meeting to knock that back, or at least 25%, really, mm. to knock it back, you've got bigger problems than somebody having uh, a laundry on their balcony. Oh, then that's the standards that you'll need to accept. That's People think that's fine. What yeah. about air conditioning units? Well, that's different. Where people with the air conditioning, you know... You still need approval. You still yeah, need yeah. approval, um, and there are noise issues, uh, yeah. although I'm told modern units are not as noisy as they used to be. Mm. But you still... It's on, it's on the balcony. It's on common property. It's probably fixed to the wall. Mm. You probably drilled through a wall at some point to, for cabling and, and stuff. Yeah. It's, it still needs approval. still needs approval. Peter, what, uh, what, oh, what are you thinking? Yep. Just an addition, though. Uh, bylaws cannot override local or uh, state regulations, can they? That's true. So you could certainly go to the council and say, right. can, can you seriously give this guy permission to use his balcony as a laundry? And they will probably say no. Because, okay. I mean, where's the plumbing for it as such? It, it sounds like, is it, is it a bit ad hoc? I think, I think that's probably the bigger issue. I think the, um, the wastewater is going into the stormwater rather no. than into the, uh, into the um, yeah. sewer. So, yeah. yeah, it probably wouldn't be illegal. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. and look, if they're happy to wash, they have to hang out their dirty washing in public. 
well, like this. When but you, still, when you consider that some places don't even allow you to hang your washing that's what on I'm the thinking. balcony, that's right. <laughs> you had your towels on the balcony again. <laughs> I've told you, uh, Peter. Thanks for your uh, call, and uh, that sounds like you'll be um, dealing with that very very soon, uh, Michael. James and Jimmy, good afternoon. Hello. Uh, we have a chairman marching around saying two four. That's the law in regards to the height of trees in courtyard, uh, strata title gardens. Yeah. Uh, trees are palm trees. Yeah. And I've read a fair bit now on the um, <clears throat> the allowance of, of oh, sorry when when trees should be pruned if they're per se, on common property, which is above mm-hmm. the 2.4 line. Yeah. Now, there's something in there that I haven't got the uh, by the um, law with me at the moment, but it talks about the severity of loss of a view or um, sunshine and sunlight. Right. How does one measure sub- objectively, it's a subjective word, right. how does one measure objectively the amount of view lost or the amount of... Uh, Sunlight yep. taken by a palm tree front. All righty. Yes. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a simple answer to that. Yeah. I, mean, I would think it, it is very. I don't think there is an objective. Maybe there is. Maybe somewhere it's in an like architect. It's like people do those shadow lines. Shadow, yeah. you know, fall. Um, does, you know, charts, don't they? For yeah, but you know, palm trees tend to be like, a, like, like yeah, a hat, don't they? Yeah, they? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's. I think you'd probably you'd actually have to measure it. Is there a, a two point four law? Is there, is there, oh, yeah, is there a maximum the, tree height? No, it's. I think what he's talking about is where where um, a structure or a plant grows above a certain height above the base level of the lot. Right. Then it's into common property. It's the airspace above lot property oh. becomes common property. So at then 2.4. I can I can order that prune because it's in my common property sort of yeah, thing. Right. Except with a palm tree, there's not a lot of. Yeah. Leeway on the pruning front. Wow, we got it, it's a you know the, the view prune became the theme of the afternoon. That's it's a um, whole new whole new segment. So James. your advice here is keep checking. Yeah, look, it's it's um, to get an objective measure. Maybe there's a an architectural handbook somewhere mm. that would that would give you the mm. size of the palm fronds and the height of the tree and the level of the sun and mm. and all the rest of it. But it sounds like it's a problem that if it's blocking somebody's view, it's probably going to get cut down. Yeah. Uh, Michael, thanks for your uh, call and thanks for all those who called Flat Chat this afternoon uh, with uh, Jimmy Thompson. Uh, flat-chat.com.au is the website you're looking for. If your question didn't get answered or you want to follow up things, it's all there. It is. Excellent. Thank you. Mr. Thompson, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. It's-